Wait, I have to do my intro. Oh, okay. Sorry. Do your thing. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming and hanging out. Today, I'm joined by Prarthana, and we're going to talk about religion. So, this is something we talk about every time we hang All out. All the time. Because I, yeah. I think, I mean, you're a devout Christian, so it's an important part of your life. And I've, yeah. I'm like on a spiritual journey, let's call it, and I just find religion so fascinating. Um, so, uh, recently, I've been trying to... Like, I've been thinking more about Jesus, right? Like, because I mentioned last time how I like the idea of, like, every religion is one piece and, like, uh, one thread. And it's only, like, from under, trying to understand all of them that you can truly, like, find enlightenment. That's, like, the, the prevailing belief I have right now. So I've been, mm -hmm. I read a little on Islam, which I found fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been trying to get around, I've been trying to think on Christianity because... I like the idea of Christianity and I like the idea of what Christ stands for, but I'm, I can't get over the whole, like, if you don't accept him as your Lord and Savior, you go to hell. Like that, like, is like the, the, like the, the thing, uh, right? The big mental block yeah. that you can't get over. Yeah. So I'd love to hear, yeah, like what, what, what it, about Christianity, like, is, makes, like, is true? Like what makes mm -hmm. sense to you if you had to, like... Sure. Um, so, if we start off with looking at our personal lives, mm -hmm. um, I guess everybody has a conscience. Yeah. And you intrinsically know some things are right, some things are wrong. Um, there's there's two major arguments that we um, bring in mm -hmm. to the picture when it comes to defending. Um, believing in God mm -hmm. and that's one looking at like general revelation um, so that's basically all of creation everything that was created as a human being when you look at this chair this table um, this mug for example engineers you know, made it all engineers made it all somebody made it though yeah. somebody planned it out designed it somebody it wasn't decided. just luck exactly yeah because how often do you see a mug coming together like that and um, you just think, oh, look at this wonderful work of nature. No, you know there's a human mind behind that. Um, so same way, yeah. So how can we not trust that something as uncomplicated as a mug happened by chance? We don't believe that. But something as complex as, as the earth, as yeah. a person, that's just luck. Yeah. How like that doesn't, you know, that's... Something doesn't sit, right? That doesn't sit. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. And like, to me, like I kind of am in between because to me, like whether or not there's a God in like the man in the sky sense mm -hmm. um, doesn't really matter to me because mm -hmm. whether I'm here because you know, of God in the sky or because of sheer luck, right? Mm -hmm. Like the odds of out of the trillions of planets, you know, one is hospitable for my type of life and mm -hmm. out of the trillions of planets, of, out of the millions of sperm, like I'm the one who hit the egg. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that I'm alive is mind-blowing. The fact that I have the ability to think about my own life is even more mind-blowing. So whether I'm here because God put me here or out of sheer stupid luck, I should be grateful, mm -hmm. right? Like, and that, so to like, so like, I don't know if I buy into it not being luck despite like, I, I get how that doesn't really make sense. Like, I would never... If you told me this happened by luck, I'd be like, you're... That, that's stupid. You're crazy. What's right? wrong with you? Yeah. 
but so I, I think like I'm just trying to I just try and be grateful either way and not mm -hmm. be too concerned about if there's a like a let's call it a humanoid type figure mm -hmm. that chose to create this um, but like Easter the Eastern philosophy Eastern spirituality that I like you know let's say currently identify with more it kind of more talks about just like the void like the universe is the same as consciousness it's all just like one like god is love god is you it's everyone god is in everything yeah so like that to me is what i believe and it's not really so like i so it doesn't really make sense to me that there's like you know an actual conscious being it's kind of like an unconscious god if that makes sense an unconscious god so you're not separating for example objects from humans would you say god is in an object also is that yeah where you're coming and so like it's more so god is in an object because of the people who made that object right so there was a uh, i heard a like a buddhism story or whatever from i went to some like buddhist temple and they were talking about how like this really i forget which one but this really renowned buddhist leader like just looks at something and sees all of the human kindness that went into it right mm -hmm. so like someone went to work and made this coffee table or made this couch and they put their love into something right and like so god worked through them right so i still see god yeah. in it yeah through the work people did yeah i would say those are the attributes that you see and for example if you see um something that's crafted beautifully you'd say the designer has great skill mm -hmm. if you see a sculpture you uh, or a painting you'd say the artist is great at painting and art, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't necessarily say that the painting is the artist. It's a work of um, theirs, but mm -hmm. it's not the artist themselves. Right. So there are distinctions between the creator and the creation. Um, the creation mm. shows, for example, like fingerprints of the creator, but yes. they are still separate. I would say. So the earth isn't God, like mm -hmm. it's the, the artwork of God. Of, of God. Mm -hmm. Something. Um, okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then it makes like, but to me that makes God, that would make God too unfathomable, right? Right. And God himself, I guess from the Bible, he says, who can understand me? Like, who do you think you are? Well, I don't, In yeah, one, mind. I don't think anyone can understand it. It's just mm -hmm. trying to understand it better. Mm -hmm. right like you can never get to a hundred percent let's say but if you can increase your understanding but like the like the the path to virtue is just dedicating yourself to trying to understand god as much as possible right mm -hmm. like i do buy into that mm -hmm. so but i still like i i would still say if i look at a work of art like you know that it's not the artist in his entire complexity, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. But it still is the artist, right? Like in, in some sense, right? In one sense, it's yeah. something that he did. That reminds me, so a lot of people will say um, the argument between science and faith, that um, science proves that faith is wrong, but yeah. it's really, you can't use science to prove faith because science deals with natural things. Yeah. And when you say God is supernatural, so above mm. the natural playing field, then you can't use something that's in this plane to explain something yeah. enough. The, the idea that like 
science and religion can't mesh just doesn't make any sense to me, mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, I think they why absolutely mesh. Why would you say mesh. that as a non-Christian? Like, why would you say that science and faith can't? I mean, science is just us continually understanding more about the creation, let's say, right? Like, mm -hmm. and it's actually often, I think, used as a, like people say, you know, they used to say, whatever science doesn't understand, that's where God lies. Mm -hmm. And like that was science kind of, scientists kind of laughed at that because like science is always expanding. We're always learning more, right? Um, and so obviously like it's just like religious people like passing the buck, like kicking it down the, the, the road. Like, oh, they're, what they can claim God is, is forever shrinking because science is forever growing. Mm -hmm. But I don't see that. I see like, you know, what we just said is the path to virtue is just trying to understand more. You can never understand everything. And that's what science is doing. We're just, science is trying to understand more, mm -hmm. right? Like if God created the universe or however the universe came to be, Science is just trying to understand more of it, mm -hmm. which is we can like the fact that there are billions of stars like, wow, that's like mind blowing. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. That should make me more in awe of existence. Right. That's not saying, oh, it's it must be arbitrary because like we've disproven what, you know, flawed humans claimed was God at some point. Right. Like flawed humans claimed the stars were God. And we realize, no, they're just like balls of gas. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, oh, so clearly there's no God. Well, that was just some random human's interpretation, right? Like, mm -hmm. how does one human speak for, like, it doesn't, mm -hmm. that, whole, that whole idea just doesn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. And I think it is like, just the more we learn about the universe, the more it, amazing it is, right? Phenomenal. And that's, I think, like, there's a lot of, like, theoretical physicists, some of the, like, most renowned thinkers they are spiritual right like there's how can you not be when you understand how majestic the universe actually is mm -hmm. there's this little book that i had i gave it to one of my friends and it talks about the chances of the universe actually coming together mm -hmm. and the number is so tiny it's almost zero yeah uh, so just chance and luck on its own it's almost counts for nothing mm. though one thing i also find you know interesting is the idea of like how god speaks to people mm -hmm. right so i actually think the thing i find the most fascinating right now is spirituality and psychology and how those work together and how like you know i've been doing a lot of spiritual practices as i've also been doing you know psychotherapy and and therapeutic practices to help me with my mental health struggles and I view them as actually quite similar, right? Because it's all about, to me, it's all about finding your true inner voice, right? And mm -hmm. for a lot of people, that that's God's voice, right? Like, you know, they hear what they just should, they know what they should be doing, right? Like, there's a clear path. Um, so it's like um, feeling-based, are you saying? like? No, I, I like, for me, it's like the less I think, the more true I am to myself, right? I just exist. Right. Mm -hmm. The goal is to just not think about your existence and to just exist. Okay. And like, that's what animals do. That's what, right. Like they just, they don't, most animals, they don't worry about what they're doing at any given moment. That's like the existential mm -hmm. crisis of humans is knowing their existence and mm -hmm. like worrying about it. But the less I do that, the happier I am. And like, 
that's been preached to me, you know, through like philosophy, Eastern philosophy and through psychotherapy stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. And so to me, I view it as like that is, you know, my inner voice is God's voice. Right. Is mm -hmm. God telling me what to do? Like, I don't know where it comes from, but the more I listen to it, the more I drown out society and just listen to my inner voice, the happier I am. And I feel like there's a lot of people, you know, nowadays more people credit that to like their inner voice, right? And there's this like idea of like new religion and like Oprah new and stuff. Man. Yeah, and like, yeah. so that's Oprah is about like, you know, follow your inner voice. She is very in tune with her inner voice, right? Mm -hmm. But it used to be like that was God speaking to you, right? Like, and to me again, those see, it just is like a new label on the same thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's definitely huge movement towards those types of thinking. Mm -hmm. I think the problem is once you're faced with history as well as the documents that were written in those cultures mm -hmm. and what they're saying, so essentially the Bible, um, even things from the Quran, like once you start reading those, it seems you're faced with a problem because either you can claim, in a sense, like ignorance um, because you're going to just block out those thoughts about purpose, destiny, meaning, and morality. Um, or you can try and see what those thoughts are saying. And so what the Bible says, like God says, even when we're talking about the, um, the table or the chair, um, God says in the Bible, um, and this, the problems that our culture faces are similar to the same problems that the cultures back in those days faced. Mm. So people would take a tree, they'd cut it down, They'd use some of the wood for fire. They'd use some of it to build their houses. They'd use some of it for cooking. And then they take another section of the wood and they create an idol. And then they say, God, this is God. And this God made everything. This God made all of creation, um, all of humanity. Mm -hmm. And so God punishes those um, ways of thinking and those people. So he um, convicts through the word of God, which is, I guess, which is um, all those documents put together. So like that thinking is fine until you're faced with what the Bible is saying and what God's revealed word is. So that was the second aspect. There's general revelation and there's specific revelation, mm -hmm. which is essentially God's communication channel to mankind. Yeah. And that's happened through different cultures and um, over 1400, 1500 years. And so God's communicated um, it seems bizarre in our day and age because we've never had God speaking directly to us. Um, some people, yes, we pray and we talk to God, but we haven't really had God audibly or visually given us some indication, hi, I'm God, I'm here. Mm -hmm. um, but God says without holiness, no one can even see him. Mm -hmm. And so he's had these methods of communicating with people and it just seems so real. Mm -hmm. And so and the Bible itself says the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, um, piercing to the soul and spirit and able to convict um, mankind. So the problem is once you start reading, then it's hard to live in that state. In what state? Sorry. Where you um, just go back to existentialism and you want to, in a sense, live like an animal, not thinking about where we came from. No, okay. Mm -hmm. I don't mean, I don't mean I don't. I think it's very important to think about where we came from. I think that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. But I found like it's it's kind of finding the balance of 
thinking about that stuff, but as I go about my life, not thinking and worrying too much about this life, right? About like, you know, what I do at work, what I do each given day. Like if I just kind of trust myself and I just do whatever feels right in the moment. Like your intuition? My intuition, right? Like if I just trust my intuition and go with my gut or mm-hmm. however people say it, mm-hmm. that is that, that leads to being happier. Mm-hmm. But I definitely think it's important to still, you know, contemplate on God's existence and on spirituality okay. and stuff. And I think people, you know, people get too caught up in spending all of their mental energy worrying about their life mm-hmm. that they don't even have time, they don't have the mental capacity left to think about their relationship with God and things like that. So like, and you, I think especially modern society just distracts you, right? It, mm-hmm. it, it, it throws infinite content at your brain yeah. and it just drains you. And so you don't have time to like, um, I forget who, but someone says like some person's famous quote is like, all man's misery comes from not being able to sit in a quiet room alone. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, that is where you would, talk to God, communicate with God, praying and things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, I definitely, yeah, I do think that the existential questions are like what matters. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can't, like, I also think you can't be like purely obsessed with them and like forget your, your ordinary life. life. Right. But I think it's going through your ordinary life, knowing that those are the questions that matter and anything that happens in your day to day life really in the grand scheme of things, like, unless you're just, like, with the exception of just, like, trying to be a good person, trying to treat people well, you know, there's not really much, you shouldn't be too worried about mm-hmm. anything else. Yeah, there's no reason to get caught up in um, being legalistic in your life, um, in that aspect of religion, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just follow your intuition, but then still search for the truth, I guess. And and so what do you say to people who, like, we kind of went down the spirituality track, not like actual like religion itself, but I find religion like, and you know, let's call it organized religion, pretty interesting. I, I joked with my friend yesterday about how, you know, so many of the world's wars like and, and battles were because people weren't willing to have this conversation. Like mm-hmm. they weren't willing to disagree on their beliefs, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I just find fascinating. And it's like, they they'd often, you know, say their religion was the one who taught peace properly and then kill other people because they didn't believe it right and it's like that doesn't really make sense no but that has kind of led to this idea of like this dismissiveness around religion right like so many people were killed by christians who were like trying to pers- to spread christianity mm-hmm. so like clearly they don't they don't know what's up and like, I don't like that either because there's also lots of communists who were who didn't follow any religion who killed people. And like, there's always bad apples in any sect mm-hmm. in any group, right? But I do, I, I'd love to hear your thoughts just on like the current state of religion, not necessarily like individual spirituality, but more like societal, like how religion is viewed in, right now. I think especially in our society, we tend to, um, one point fingers whether it's to older generations or other cultures and we'll say we'll dismiss an entire religion just by focusing on one specific group of people within that religion mm. so a lot of people like you were saying they'll give the argument this religion Christianity is bad because 
um, a group of Christians went and killed a whole bunch of people. Um, instead of considering the root of that belief, of Christian mm. beliefs, which is would be going back to the Bible and seeing what that says. Um, same thing for a lot of religions. Um, they'll look at one specific group that's ruined that religion and they'll dismiss the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's important to see what each one is actually saying and compare the beliefs rather than the people who believe them. Because mm-hmm. overall, all of society, we're all humans. We all make mistakes. We all um, have, if I can, if I can um, put it this way, we all have wicked thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said it's just as bad if you hate someone that's equal to murdering someone. It's just mm-hmm. as bad if you lust as it is to actually commit adultery. So by that standard, we're all sinners. So you can't really rely on a human being for your source of um, truth. You have to see, you have to take a bit of it because yes, humans can um, be the channel for which you get great ideas or bad ideas, but you can't, when it comes to religion, it's between you and the supernatural between God. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't fully rely on the human relationship to define the religion. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm just going to take a pause right now and we'll be right back with more Hangouts on Religion. Thank you.